chords with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter chords with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will celebrate, sing unto the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. I will celebrate, sing unto the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song with my heart. Rejoicing within, with my mind, focused on Him with my hands, raised to the heavens all I am, worshiping Him. I will celebrate, sing unto the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. I will celebrate. Sing unto the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. With my heart, rejoicing with Him, with my mind, focused on Him, with my hands, raised to the heavens all I am, worshiping Him, I will celebrate. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Mercy reigns. 
just like to say that I dress up like once a year and since there's only two days left of the year here you go so don't expect anything to about late November or December next year in the book of Corinthians 2nd Corinthians 517 through 21 so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view though we once regarded Christ in this way we do so no longer Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. When we read that, sometimes we get kind of um, uh, stopped up on what reconciliation is or what does it mean to be reconciled to God? Reconciliation is also known as restoration. Once we are reconciled with God, the old is gone, the new has come, which means all that bad stuff, all the sinful desires that we had in the past are gone. Yeah, the temptation is there, and we may even stumble and fall and, and resort back to them, but the thing is, through Christ and through that restoration and through that reconciliation, we have somebody that takes on our sin. We have somebody that when we pray and ask for forgiveness, we know it's done. So to be reconciled is to be restored. 
It's made through Jesus and his sacrifice. When we are reconciled, we are new. That is what the new year is. Every year we have a new year. At January 1st, when that new year begins, we try something new. We try something new. You know, we, we all make some kind of resolution, right? And what's the number one resolution we all have usually? Lose weight. How many fulfilled that last year? Sorry, that's, that again is that temptation of those desires. So once we are reconciled or restored to God, we strip off our old selves. We put on a new garment. You have the same name, but you are in a relationship with God that is new, new to you. Even those who have had a relationship with God, we should consider ourselves new all the time. Getting rid of the stuff of the past. Getting rid of the things that may hinder us from having a good relationship with God. That is how we are reconciled. In Matthew 5.48, it says, Be perfect, therefore, as your Father in heaven is perfect. To be perfect does not mean you don't have the temptations. To be perfect as Jesus was, we are to overcome those temptations. We sometimes miss that Jesus was human. 100% human, and yet 100% God. And it was through God that he overcame those temptations. But we are still just as human as he was. He's just as human as we are right now. And he lived perfectly. It's not easy. But we can do it as it says in Matthew, be perfect. As I am perfect. We need to begin our new year with a new thought of becoming new. We become new in Christ. We become new with Christ. We become new with the Spirit's guidance. We, we have the faith and the understanding that God has laid out plans for us. And we need to follow those plans by the Spirit's guidance. By that vision. In James 2.14 it says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. But does, or excuse me. If one of them says, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But what is faith? We get, we get someone to tell us or ask us, what is faith? What does faith look like? Well, pretty simple. It's written in the book. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It is confidence in what we hope for. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we have faith that Jesus is the one who is with us tomorrow. We have the assurance, we have the confidence of that hope for tomorrow. And the assurance about what we don't see, which is like the spirit. 
the miracles, the answered prayers. There are things we don't necessarily see physically, but we see afterwards. Martin Luther wrote, good works do not make a good man, but a good man does good works. The works don't make the man, but the man does the work. That is how we show faith. You don't stand up and say, I got a lot of faith, and don't do anything about it. Like it says, without those deeds, it's meaningless. It's dead. Your faith doesn't grow. Your faith in Jesus doesn't grow. And it doesn't help with that new creation that you are becoming. 2 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7 says, Therefore we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight, this year, we need to depend more on God. We don't live within our bodies, but the Spirit lives within us. And it grows in us. And it creates a newness. For we live by faith, not by sight. That we have created through Jesus and his sacrifice, through the creation that God created for us, we have a new life. Every day can be new. But we do need to be more dependent on prayer and on his guidance. Where we're at is for a specific reason. We are where we are because of God. You know, we could be elsewhere. But it's because of his vision and his guidance that we have developed a church, a love for him, and I pray that we have developed a life that is pleasing to him. This year we need to be faithful to that guidance and fully depend on the vision he has set for us. The promise he made to the prophet, to Jeremiah, is in Jeremiah 29, 11, says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you Plans to give you a hope and a future. He recites this kind of back in Romans 8, and it, it says the same thing. He knows what our plans are. He has laid out everything. Raph, in our second service, talks about pieces of a puzzle. God sees the whole thing. He puts pieces in our lives, but he already sees the, the fullness of the puzzle that's been created. The plans that we have should be the plans that God has given us. Sometimes we don't listen. Sometimes we do what we want. And it happens. But we need to rest more on who God is and what his plans are for us and less on what we think is best. Ephesians 4, 22 and 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made in the new, made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on a new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. When we put on that new garment, we are a new person. 
You know, when, when we go to change, we, we take off the old thing, we clean ourselves up, and we put on something new. You don't put the dirty back on. You, you, we don't reuse our old self. We want something new. And the way we get something new is only through God and the sacrifice of Jesus. Jerry Falwell, who was an evangelist and um, a preacher, he, he, was, he was all kinds of things, um, but an evangelist mostly, says, we can only change the world if we have a heart for the world and deliver the message for the world. We can only change the world if we evangelize the world. Seems pretty simple. You know, Jesus gave us a commission to go and, and find people to tell them the story of who Jesus is, who Jesus was, what his story looked like, his life, his death, his resurrection. We are to go and make disciples. He calls his disciples the fishers of men. They were fishermen, yeah, but what he was teaching them was to go and find people to come and know who Jesus is. That is what we are supposed to do. And when we put on a newness of ourselves through Christ, that is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to go and make disciples. We are to go and spread the word of God. We are to recite the gospels in what they mean. What is it that you believe in? Well, this is what the Bible says, and this is what I believe. This is who Jesus was. This is why he was created. The Great Commission is never fulfilled to its entirety. There's always someone who needs to hear the word of God. And until the day we die, we are to do that. We are to live it so that our faith can be seen in our deeds. We need to know that through our restoration in God that we have been created new so others see the newness of it and not the old. And we need to go. The church is not a building. The church is its people. And sometimes we need to get outside and do more church than we do on Sunday mornings. We are to go away from our comfort, away from our homes, away from our buildings and be the church. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. People come into our lives and it's easy to, to spread the gospel with them, to teach them a little bit because they ask questions. Some people are difficult to discuss that with because they don't want to hear it. But what we are to do is to make the sacrifice to become the vessel of spreading the gospel. This year, if we want to see a new year, a new church, and a new world, we need to begin with ourselves being a new creation in Christ. Seems simple, difficult to do, will take a lifetime to conquer it. So as we go into our new year, 
May we look less on the resolutions being made and more on depending on God and becoming new in his name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again. Thank you for your sacrifice through your son. Thank you for the words that you have given those who have written them in your book. Through your prophet, through your disciples, for those who have learned what it means to be new and to be reconciled. God, as we enter into a new year, into 2019, God, I pray that we all strip off our garments of the old and put on something new. Nice, clean, and we develop and depend on you. Our faith grows. Our love for others grows. And we learn more and more about the life of Jesus, how he led it, how he changed, and how he helped those around him. Lord, my prayer is we see less of our old selves this coming year and we search for you in every area of our lives so that we may grow, that we may lead, that we may go and spread the gospel. Be with us wherever we go and all that we do and all that we say. May our faiths be seen in the deeds that we have. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Now, as I said, the, our new creation doesn't start with us. But our new creation starts with God. And... Every week, Roger stands up here and, and asks for people to come forward. If you don't know who God is, if you don't know the love that God has created through Christ Jesus, if you do not have a personal relationship with God, we are open. Raph and I are here that we can pray with you. I know our elders will pray with you as well. If you have questions, we'll do our best to answer them. But my prayer, again, is that we start the new year a new creation, and the only way that we can do that is through Jesus Christ. So if you do not know who he is, or if you want to know more and strengthen your faith and strengthen your love, I invite you to come forward. Um, Roger's not here, but when that begins and you come, we will schedule your baptism. We'll pray with you in a, in a confirmation. Um, and you will start 2019 as a new creation. And you don't have to wait till Tuesday of 2019 to do that.
God's okay with doing it a few days before. So our hymn of invitation is number 323, verses 1 and 4. Thank you. 